This is episode 589 of the AWS podcast, released on May 25th, 2023. AWS Smart Business Day 2023. Spend half a day with AWS on May 10th, 2023 and take your business to the next level. Hear how customers are using AWS to solve their problems and technical challenges, chat with AWS experts and explore training and certification opportunities for you and your team. Join this robust virtual experience with each session designed to give you information and resources to help you modernize, optimize, and monetize your business. This virtual experience runs from 9am Pacific Daylight Time till 1pm Pacific Daylight Time, and you can learn more and register for Smart Business Day 2023 using the link in the show notes. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Sam Lesh here with you. Great to have you back. And I'm joined by two very special guests. I'm joined by Todd Zignetti, who is the General Manager of AWS Private CA. Welcome to the podcast, Todd. Hi, Simon. Good to be here. Good to have you here. I'm also joined by Param Sharma, who is a Principal Software Engineer on that particular team as well. Welcome to the podcast, Param. Thank you, Simon. Good to be here. Good to have you both here. Now, we are talking about a, a really interesting topic, and it's a topic that often gets forgotten in the world of IT and infrastructure, et cetera, but it's kind of like connective tissue. But um, let's start with the start. And um, Todd, as the, the general manager of the service, you know, we, we build services for customers because well over 90% of our roadmap comes from customer feedback. So I'm sure you didn't wake up one morning and go, I really like to build a private certificate authority. Um, there was obviously some form of uh, inspiration from customers that came there. So let's start with the start. Where did the uh, the idea come from? Yeah, that's right. So uh, Parim and I both worked on the AWS Certificate Manager service that uh, we launched in 2016. And as we were developing the Certificate Manager, which does you know certificate lifecycle management, uh, public certificates for use on AWS, we heard from a lot of customers that they were also struggling with another problem, uh, which was that creating and managing private certificate authorities, which are used to issue certificates that are used within an organization, was also a challenge. And you know the knowledge and expertise required to operate a private CA was high, the operating costs, the infrastructure, uh, it was all time consuming and complex. And so sort of after we released ACM, we looked at this next challenge that customers were having and, and looked to solve this, how to create a managed service for our customers uh, for managing private certificate authorities. And, and regular listeners would be very disappointed in me if I didn't use the phrase undifferentiated heavy lifting, but this sounds like well in in that particular world. And and before we get into the service, maybe Param, let's let's do some backgrounding for those who may not be familiar with it. Because the world of certificates is kind of one of these weird things where it's it's built into actually pretty much everything we do uh, in using the internet and connecting systems, et cetera, but it's probably not that well understood. So maybe let's talk a bit about certificates first and then we'll talk about certificate authorities and private CA. So let's let's help us help us with the explainer. Sure, Simon. And and before I talk about certificates, I have this interesting story to share. Um, so I met Todd eight years ago, more than eight years ago, and our first conversation was, we're going to make things simple for our customers. 
And how do we make certificates simple for our customers, certificate management or a private CA management? And since then, the goal has not changed. The goal is still keep it, keeping things simple. And you mentioned the word undifferentiated heavy lifting. That That's right, rightly fitting into the mark here. So I, I just wanted to call mm, you out mm, uh, because mm. I remember the whole story. <laughs> it, it starts from the start. <laughs> yep. And uh, uh, to answer your question around certificates, so X509 certificates, uh, they improve security by identifying resources. And some of them are, for example, hosts or containers, or they can even be used for identity. Uh, if you want to know what this certificate belonged to or what this public key belonged to. So certificates use applied cryptography and principles for handling keys, uh, which is known as public key infrastructure, or we call it PKI in short form. And uh, we think uh, certificates as a gold standard for identifying resources and establishing secure connections uh, because certificates, PKI and TLS are widely supported and uh, established technology. Uh, they have been around since the 90s um, in the days of Netscape and early e-commerce. Mm-hmm. So despite many predictions that PKI would go away, certificates and TLS are going stronger than ever. And because the need to establish the identity of servers, securing connections is as important as ever. So it is It is that, that critical plumbing. And, and as with many pieces of critical plumbing, it's often forgotten. And I know that for, for myself, I don't think about certificates that often, but much like you know, most problems when you get to the bottom of them are DNS. Uh, often you'll hear about sort of catastrophic failures that take place from a systems perspective, and it all comes back to a certificate that wasn't renewed. And that's like when you realise, ah, you know, everything has certificates underneath it, doesn't it? Like it, it can't work without it. Yep. And for example, when you go to Amazon.com, you see that padlock icon. So you can mm. click on that. You can see what is the certificate which is being used for the TLS communication. And that certificate has subject in it. And uh, you will see that the subject has Amazon.com. So that tells you that you are connecting to a real Amazon.com site. And that certificate is usually issued by a root and that root is trusted by your browser or your operating system. So that's how public certificates work. Uh, private certificates, on the other hand, they are similar to public certificates, but they are for establishing secure connections within a private network. And the other thing is private certificates are used in a similar way, but they are used with the endpoints and resources within an organization instead of public resources on the internet. The other key difference that as applications and IT infrastructure evolve and grow to span on-prem, or cloud service meshes, microservices, and multi-cloud applications, these secure connections have to be created automatically for every connection. And then the private certs form the basis for all of these secure connections uh, for the internal endpoints, meshes, and applications. And, and we are seeing that this usage is even expanding to IoT devices, identity certificates, and and few more areas and applications. So the delineation between, I guess, the, the public CA and the private CA is interesting, and, and clearly it's become even more important. And, and Todd, recently, AWS Private CA became its own service outside of what existed for AWS Certificate Manager. Help us understand what, what drove that and, and how, how um, customer needs, I guess, really dictated that. Yeah, so we basically rebranded AWS Private Certificate Authority. So it is now classified as its own service. And 
the, the, what drove that was really customers being confused about the difference between AWS Certificate Manager and Private CA. When we launched, uh, we launched Private CA as a feature of AWS Certificate Manager because at the time our thinking was these are closely related to certificates and for customers they're going to you know, look at ACM and then they're going to go into Private CA and consider using Private CA. But what we found was that there were a lot of customers that just want a managed certificate authority, and they may use AWS Private CA by itself without using the certificate lifecycle management capabilities of AWS Certificate Manager. So there was a lot of confusion. Customers weren't aware that they could use just Private CA or just ACM. Now, it just so happens they work well together if you need to use private certificates on AWS and manage the lifecycle. That's a great use case where you want ACM to manage lifecycle, private CA to operate the certificate authority. But there are also lots of cases where you just want uh, managed certificate authority. And so by rebranding the service to be AWS private CA, we found a lot of customers have since found the service. Uh, in fact, <laughs> a, a couple of weeks after we rebranded, a big customer came to us and said, hey, this is a great new service we saw that you launched. This is just what we were looking for. We looked for this three years ago and we didn't find it. So we built one ourselves. Uh. And we, you know, <laughs> and you're like, we so, kind of had that, <laughs> but it's OK. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah we, clearly our rebranding was necessary. <laughs> so they were very happy to find us that, you know, they got to get rid of a CA that they had built themselves and they're on a much better path now with the AWS private CA. So then thinking about, I, I guess, what a, a CA does and how that might evolve over time, you know, it's easy to simplify and go, well, you're just generating certificates. How hard could it be? Well, as with the answer of most things in IT, way more complicated than we thought. What are some of the capabilities that you guys have worked on over the years for customers to, to help make it easier to integrate this into, into the world that they live in? Sure. So I guess the biggest one I have seen is creating CA hierarchies. So a CA hierarchy is usually you have a root CA on the top, which is the parent CA, and then you have subordinate CAs and then you have issuing CA. So you can go many levels down in the CA hierarchy. So, so that's one of the big features that private CA offers in, in terms of creating those hierarchies. And there are a few more. For example, you can customize certificates to all your needs. You can create your custom extension. So every certificate has a structure to it. So you can add extended key usage, subject, stands, uh, a bunch of extensions like that. So, so Private CA does allow adding standard extensions as well as adding custom extensions, which might be specific to an organization's need. So you mentioned uh, earlier as well that there were a, a lot of system-to-system um, -system interactions. Is this something that, you know, for example, IoT and other types of um, requirements fit into? Yes, absolutely. So we have seen requirements for IoT devices, such as uh, there is a new standard called Matter, where there is a need to issue certificates which identify devices with custom extensions in it. And it has a custom object identifiers that go into the certificate. So that's one of the requirements that we are seeing on the device world side, where customers want to customize the certificates that they can issue. And private CA does give the capability of customizing these certificates with 
key usage, extended key usage, which may be pertaining to the devices or even subjects which may have a device ID in it. So, so that's another way to issue private certificates that work with devices. And and so there's lots of, I guess, iteration that goes on in a service like this. And, and Todd, I know the team's been working on things like you know, Kubernetes plugins and API pass-through and, and tag on create. What are some of the things you've you've really seen customers resonate with in terms of some of the things that have evolved over the years? Well, that's that's one truism for working with PKI and certificates is that, you know, the standard is very, as Pram said, it's old. It's been around since the mid-90s. And there's a lot of flexibility and a lot of different use cases for how certificates are being used. So this ability to customize is something we've really spent a lot of time on and giving customers a lot of different options for what they can include in their certificates, whether it be custom extensions or ways to issue that, that give control to the certificate authority administrator and less control to the requester of the certificate. So the, that customization. Uh, some other aspects that we've seen evolve over time are things like we launched with CRLs, with our, which are certificate revocation lists, as a way to keep track of which certificates have been revoked. So it's an important part of the PKI process is to have a mechanism for revoking certificates, basically saying this mm-hmm. certificate was issued, it was good, it's no longer good. Uh, but another mechanism for doing that is called OCSP, Online Certificate Status Protocol. And that's a dynamic back and forth protocol that happens at the time the certificate is being used. And so we added a very scalable infrastructure that we operate on behalf of customers who have privacy A's to take care of the problem of operating that OCSP responder. That's amazing. So some really interesting scaling opportunities there. Now, there's, there's also something that happened recently in another service that relates to this one too, which is Identity and Access Manager introduced IAM roles anywhere, and that lets customers obtain temporary security credentials in IAM for things like servers, containers, and applications that run outside of AWS. Now, to use this, you must use X509 certificates issued by a certificate authority. Do you know of a certificate authority that customers might want to use for this particular capability? Is this where this can fit in? Exactly. So, so IAM Roles Anywhere provides the benefit of using the same IAM policies and IAM roles that you can use with AWS applications to access other AWS resources. And in order to use IAM Roles Anywhere, you must use X509 certificates that's issued by your certificate authority. And now that certificate authority could be a AWS private CA resource where you offload the management of the CA using the AWS private CA service. And like any other AWS service, private CA provides integration with SDK, CloudFormation. You can use CLI. You can automate the creation of CAs and even the management of CA and revocation infrastructure that Todd just mentioned. So, so all of these come together in a kind of a, like an ecosystem. And, and Param, you get to speak a lot with customers directly. And I think one of the best things about customers is, is hearing what they ask for and what some of their questions are. Give us a flavor for some of the things that they're asking for and the questions you hear quite often. So one of the first questions usually that we hear is, how can I move my PKI hierarchy to cloud? And it has two parts. Uh, so for example, if you want to move your root CA to cloud, 
that's one option where you go to private CA, you create a root CA, and then you design your subordinate CA hierarchy, and then you then you can have IM controls on top of it that which IM role can issue certificate, which IM role can manage the CA, and which IM role is allowed to generate audit reports off of that private CA. So that's one way. The second way is you can move your PKI infrastructure slowly over to the cloud. So you can create a subordinate CA, for example, let's say an AWS private CA, and you can chain that to an existing route, which may or may not exist inside PCA. So that gives you the capability to slowly move over your workload from your on-prem into the cloud. And once you have that subordinate CA created, you can even look into moving your route into cloud based on your organizational need where you know you can slowly do trust or rotation. That, that's one way. The other common question that I have heard is, how do I design my CA hierarchy that scales for long-term PKI needs? Uh, and I guess, uh, and, and there is a reason behind it, right? Because a well-designed CA hierarchy offers a lot of benefits. For example, you can have a division of administrative tasks for better load balancing and security. Uh, there is a granular security control, which is appropriate to each CA. So you can say that subordinate CA1 can only issue certificates for my hr.amazon.com. Let's say you're using a name constraint to control that. And your subordinate CA2 can only issue certificates for IT. You can similarly do that for dev and prod environment. So there are various ways you can make those security controls which are appropriate to each CA. Mm. And then you can have a use of CA with a limited uh, revocable trust for daily operations. And then you can define your validity periods and certificate path limits to see that how big your CA hierarchy can be. So you can say, my organization only allows three-level hierarchy. I don't want to go bigger than that because that would extend my chain of trust. Interesting. So there's, there's lots of complexity that comes up, but I guess lots of common answers. I know that a lot of customers have been using Kubernetes and containers for their applications and that brings its own challenges of scale. What have you seen in terms of some of the integration that's been needed there? Sure. Uh, so AWS Private CA supports an open source plugin for Cert Manager that offers a certificate authority solution for Kubernetes containers. Cert Manager is a widely adopted solution for certificate management in Kubernetes itself. And customers who are using Cert Manager for application certificate management can use this Kubernetes connector, the AWS Private CA Kubernetes connector uh, for issuing certificates. So one of the biggest benefit here is the certificate authorities are managed through HSMs. So the key usage itself happens in HSM rather than the standard CA, which lives in the memory when you use Cert Manager. So, so those are the biggest things we have seen in terms of customers who especially have regulatory requirements for controlling access to and auditing their CA operation can use the solution to improve the auditability and support compliance as per their company needs. Nice. And Todd, you know, earlier on I touched on the fact that, you know, security certificates do expire and sometimes people get caught out by that, but sometimes you want that. And I understand you recently launched an additional operating mode for AWS Private CA, which is called short-lived certificates. Where do they fit in? Yeah, so there are a number of cases where customers want to limit the lifetime of certificates. It's it's often used as an alternative to revocation. So if you have a certificate that lasts a year and something happens where you think maybe the private key was lost or released 
you have to revoke that certificate because of the the long lifetime. If you have nine months remaining, it's not acceptable to have that key floating around for nine months. Whereas with short-lived certificate mode, the length of the certificates issued by SCA in that mode is seven days. And so, you know, it depends definitely on your security policy and your your tolerance, but a lot of customers are finding seven-day certificates with the automated mechanism for renewing them and keeping them updated allows them to worry more about the renewal process and less about the need to revoke certificates. Yeah, it makes more sense to, to rather than have to go, go back and pull things out, you just know it, it expires in a very reasonable time frame. Yeah, you just rely on the expiration to take care of uh, uh, built-in revocation the, in a way. Yeah. Built-in revocation, <laughs> that's right. And so, no. the, you know, there's use cases like uh, logging into workspaces or AppStream where a credential, a certificate is issued intended to last the lifetime of the login experience. And, and so it's just naturally the best thing to do is to have it expire relatively quickly. But there's a, a number of cases like that that it's preferable to expire certificates on a you know short-lived basis nice interesting now let's let's put our forward-looking uh, uh glasses on if we can you know quantum computing is obviously on the horizon but it's, it's still a few years away but people are starting to think about well if quantum computing comes into fruition it essentially could render a lot of existing cryptographic algorithms easy to solve for, for. So where's the thinking in this space? And I, I guess, Todd, you know, this, this is probably one of those things that you've had to really look over the horizon around, you know, what would it mean for, for our customers and for, for folks who use that service? What can you tell us about that? That's right. AWS is very involved in setting the standards for post-quantum cryptography. We've had a few or two algorithms that have been in consideration for post-quantum asymmetric crypto. We have position, how we feel, and what we recommend to customers. That advice is evolving over time as these standards develop. From a private CA perspective, we are very much in the position of we're going to adopt the standards as they come. We have dependencies. You know, We use hardware security modules for operating on the private keys for private CAs. And so we need, you know, the standards have to evolve so that the hardware security modules support these algorithms, and then we can pick them up. But we're, we're closely following the standards and we'll be adopting, you know, as the standards evolve. We have a link we'll share on Yeah, we'll AWS put that in the show positions. notes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I guess that's, that's part of the, the nature of using a service like this is it means you've got folks who are thinking about this and looking at it and building it in as those standards evolve rather than sort of wake up one day and go, oh, my goodness, <laughs> we're in trouble here. Uh, we need to retrofit, which is the you know that's what we want to be in a position to to help our customers. Now we we t- touched on earlier on um, Param around the the concept of sort of the the new standards around the IT world. And I know that's that's a big thing in terms of what's next for for private CA. And you, you touched on Matter. What else are you are you seeing in this domain that that folks should be aware of? I think the the big ones are uh, that I heard. So for example. How do you run ceremonies in cloud? That That's one interesting question that I have heard over and over again. So it's an interesting paradigm because you have the option to automate and remove the manual processes out of it, but you still have the capability to do operations like 
you know, one IAM role has the capability to do enable CA, the another one can only issue certificates. So you're sort of doing like a quorum control mechanism. So so that that might be interesting in terms of, you know, how CAs are operated, which are complying to matter and other standards or or even industries or companies who are interested in much better control and auditing over their certificate authorities. They can, for example, use audit reports in private CA to look at what kind of certs have been issued. And, you know, you already talked about the short-lived CA, which is another interesting one, because now you don't have to worry about revocation, uh, because that's another thing that we keep on talking about, that how CRLs operate or how OCSP operate. And Todd, what about the concept of zero trust? That seems to be something related to a lot of security work as well. Yeah, that's one of the trends. You know, this trend has been happening for five years. It's under different names, but the idea of having a central protected set of resources kind of gone away over time, and now it's very distributed. And certificates definitely play a big role in that as we move architectures and think about distributed applications and microservices that connect across a mesh. Certificates really underlie the security of making zero trust and service meshes and microservices because they're at the heart of establishing secure connections between all of these endpoints. And so since we started Private CA in 2018, we've been evolving and you know, looking for ways to help customers solve this underlying security problem that they have. And it's just getting bigger and bigger as we go from you know, a central protected set of infrastructure to a very distributed set. These meshes are getting bigger and more complicated. And so having certificates at every endpoint becomes really a checkbox for security. And to make that happen, you need a solid, secure infrastructure for issuing those certificates. And that's what AWS Private CA is. Sounds like the the future is, is rich and growing. Todd, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you very much. It's good to be here, Simon. And Param, thank you so much for joining us and sharing with what you're seeing out there as well. Thank you. And there are links in the show notes to all the information we spoke about. And as always, we do love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com is the place to do it. And until next time, keep on building.